Today's show is sponsored by Datadog, a full-stack monitoring platform that integrates with over 450 technologies like Gremlin, PagerDuty, AWS Lambda, Spinnaker, and much more. With rich visualizations and algorithmic alerts, Datadog can help you monitor the effects of chaos experiments, identify weaknesses, and improve the reliability of your systems. Visit datadog.com cloudcast to start a free 14-day trial and receive one of Datadog's famously cozy t-shirts. That's datadog.com slash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Middle of August 2021, the year continues to fly by, and another Sunday Perspective show. We're glad to be with all of you today, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, this thing that happens, you know, it happens all the time in the tech industry, but it seems to sort of kind of start percolating a little bit this time of year where we see a number of people starting to look for different jobs, you know, look, uh, maybe they're getting a little tired of the job they're in. Maybe there's some new opportunities going on. And, uh, you know, obviously we see whenever there's big trade shows uh, that go on, even though people may or may not be attending them live this year, um, you know, just kind of a lot of people starting to look at new jobs. And so, you know, we thought, uh, given the fact that uh, we, we get a chance to talk to a lot of different people, um, we've, uh, Aaron and I have been in a lot of different roles throughout this industry, um, in different parts of the, uh, of the industry, if you will. Um, you know, we may have some perspective on this, especially, you know, as we're seeing trends happen with cloud computing. So we thought what we'd do with today's show is sort of dig into just some things to think about if you are uh, looking around for jobs, if, uh, you know, we're not going to get into specific jobs, but sort of things to consider as you're looking at you know, companies you're evaluating, uh, the teams you're evaluating, a manager maybe, um, you know, some of the technology trends. If you're looking at, you know, do I want to get into this technology, that technology? And then some of the other things that you really need to consider in terms of, you know, where you live and salary and all the other things that are going to make up, you know, the other 365 days of your life. So we're going to dig into that right after the break. Today's show is sponsored by Teleport. Are you building cloud applications with a distributed team? Then check out Teleport, an open source, identity-aware access proxy for cloud resources. Teleport provides secure access to anything running somewhere behind NAT, SSH servers, Kubernetes clusters, internal web apps, and databases. Already trusted by industry leaders, Teleport is a great solution for organizations that need to secure their infrastructure and comply with security best practices, such as role-based access control, preventing data exfiltration, providing visibility, and ensuring compliance. Download Teleport today at goteleport.com cloudcast. That's goteleport.com. Com /cloudcast. Today's show is sponsored by CloudZero. For software-driven companies focused on growing margins, CloudZero is the only cloud cost intelligence platform that puts engineering in control by connecting technical decisions to business results. By analyzing cloud services like AWS and Snowflake, CloudZero provides real-time cost insights that help you maximize margins. Engineering teams can answer critical questions like, who are my most expensive customers? How much does this specific feature cost our business? What's the cost impact of re-architecting this application? With cost anomaly alerts via Slack, product-specific data views, and granular engineering context that makes it easy to investigate any cost, CloudZero is your complete cloud cost intelligence platform, connecting the dots between high-level trends and individual line items. Join companies like Drift, Rabbit7, and SeatGeek by visiting cloudzero.com cloudcast to get started today. That's cloudzero.com slash cloudcast. And we're back. 
And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to dig a little bit into, you know, just some recommendations that Aaron and I often make to people when they reach out to us about jobs and, you know, should I change jobs? What are the things I should consider? Um, you know, is this a good choice? Is this a good move? And obviously, a lot of the times when when people reach out to us, um, you know, those are very individual cases, very personal situations that we can't kind of generalize here. But there are a lot of sort of best practices or, um, you know, kind of lessons learned that we've learned over the years. Aaron and I, if you've been following the show for a while, know that uh, we've we've bounced around, um, you know, at different stages of, of us hosting the show or our career. Uh, you know, sometimes we've been in jobs for long periods of time. Uh, I think I've been in the job I've been right now for just a hair over five years. Aaron's been in his for about two and a half, three years. Um, sometimes we've been in jobs for, you know, a few months. Um, so it's not unusual to bounce around and, uh, you know, sometimes just an unbelievable opportunity comes along. Sometimes you just can't stand your job. And sometimes, you know, there's just a trend that you need to jump on and, and take advantage of, um, you know, either to, to better your career, to better, um, you know, situate your family or give yourself an opportunity. So I'm going to go through some things here that uh, we find, especially for folks that are looking for cloud jobs and, you know, just kind of trying to get a gauge on the market. Um, so before I dive into all that, uh, there are a number of things I put in the show notes. Um, if you're trying to learn cloud computing, uh, obviously, uh, we've done an entire series called Cloudcast Basics. Uh, if you go to cloudcastbasics.com, um, we did a lot of kind of, you know, introductory stuff. So if you're, you know, listening to the show and you're like, oh, okay, you know, more things I can kind of dive into, uh, that's over at cloudcastbasics.com. It's in the show notes. Uh, but I also put uh, links to a number of companies that we've partnered with, companies that we've worked with in the past. Uh, we've gotten really good feedback from. Uh, obviously, right now, we've been doing a lot of work with uh, CBT Nuggets. Uh, but I put a number of links into the show notes for um, companies that, you know, specialize in a lot of different things around, um, you know, helping you to learn. Um, and there are literally hundreds of them these days. And the really nice thing about it is so much of it's online. Uh, you no longer have to buy equipment. You no longer have to maintain equipment. Um, you can do it on demand. I mean, it's got all the characteristics of cloud computing. So definitely if you are, uh, you know, in the stage of trying to learn some new things to either help you find a new job or, you know, in some cases sort of fake it till you make it uh, in a new job that you may have taken. Um, lots of good resources there. So oftentimes when people come to us and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about looking for a new job, it, it feels like it's time, um, you know, maybe they're looking at trends in the market, maybe they're just sick of their current job, maybe, you know, they're watching salaries grow and they're like, hey, I want to take advantage of that. Um, you know, oftentimes they'll come to us and they'll say, hey, you know, give us some guidance. And, you know, there's a number of things to really take keep in mind. Um, you know, first and foremost, um, I think having been around the industry for quite a while, um, people are staying in their jobs for shorter periods of time. So I think I've seen on average, um, and there's various data that's out there, you know, people are staying in, in, in specific tech jobs for two to three years. Um, it used to be much longer. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the periods of time are getting shorter. I think part of that is um, you know, we've got new generations that are coming in and, and they're sort of demanding uh, for, you know, promotions and, and to do new things. They get bored easily. Um, in some cases, um, you know, they get part of something that's hot and they'll maybe work on it for at one company for a little while and then they realize the market demand for that skill is is pretty high and so they'll jump because um, there's there's a lot of demand for it. So there's, there's a lot of reason why people do it. Um, you know, there's a lot of sort of secondary uh, effects of that, uh, you know, as you're working on projects with people, as you're working on technologies. But um, keep in mind that it's not unusual anymore to uh, to change jobs on, on somewhat of a regular basis. Um, you know, I don't necessarily encourage folks to do it 
inside of a year, um, a lot of times that raises some red flags. But again, you know, if you're in a bad situation, you're in a bad situation. But, um, you know, it's not unusual one year to three years to see people jumping jobs um, as, as, you know, I've hired people or helped people uh, get hired. It's not unusual to, to look at that sort of time frame and be like, okay, that's that's usual. Um, I think the second thing is, you know, we used to go through a thing where, um, you know, if you lived out in Silicon Valley or Seattle or Boston or, you know, certain tech hubs, maybe a London or, uh, uh, you know, Tokyo or certain places, um, you know, they were considered sort of tech hubs. And there's always obviously a lot of jobs in those places. And if you live somewhere else, you know, you were kind of, I don't want to say you were getting scraps, but you were also, you were always trying to find, you know, what else is left, right? Like what's what's available to me and what's there. I think the biggest trend we've seen as a result of COVID and over the last, uh, you know, 18 plus months now is companies are a lot more flexible. So, you know, for example, you used to have to, um, you know, move to Sunnyvale or Silicon Valley to work at Google or VMware or certain places. Apple uh, used to have to live in Seattle to work for Amazon. Um, you know, there was different types of companies like that that were very, very adamant about, you know, where you lived. That has loosened quite a bit, uh, especially the last year and a half. They have uh, very much offered uh, roles to people that are in other places. Um, in some cases, they're hiring in different cities than they had before. So some cases, lower cost uh, cities, in some cases, just diversifying where the talent is going to come from. So, you know, you have a little more flexibility there. Now, I would caution folks, um, you know, be a little bit careful of, you know, oh, you know, they said it's okay to work remote and, uh, you know, oh, don't worry, we've, we've worked it all out with COVID. Like there's still a certain amount of sort of give and take that's going to happen between do you have to come in the office versus you can work 100% remote or it's okay to live remote. Um, there's obviously a little bit of backlash going on right now where some of the companies are trying to adjust salaries. Um, now, uh, l- let me kind of clarify that. Almost every company um, has always had these sort of tiers, right? So if you lived in certain cities, considering the cost of living in those cities, they paid salaries accordingly. And and not everybody loved that approach. You know, you sort of said, well, hey, I, I do job A and I've got a colleague that does job A and they live in a higher priced city. You know, aren't we basically doing the same thing? And companies would typically adjust for cost of living uh, in those cases. What we're now seeing is people that used to live in high cost, high rent areas or high uh, cost of living areas moving to lower cost of living areas and being upset about potentially their pay being reclassified or whatever. So I'm not going to get into whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Just kind of be aware of, um, you know, it's very, it's probably more unlikely than likely that uh, you'll get paid the exact same amount living in, you know, in every city. But again, you're more looking for how much flexibility do you have, you know, kind of keep both those things in mind. Um, you know, the third thing is, uh, you know, and, and Aaron and I have talked about this. I think it's it's sort of ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, you know, certifications are valuable, um, and in some cases, they're valuable uh, because you know a certain types of jobs um, are looking for an AWS certified person, an Azure certified person, an uh, uh, an ML certified person, a Java certified person. Um, and in some cases, you know, they need them because um, if you're in certain parts of the industry, especially the side that's that's selling technology or servicing technology, um, they need those to sort of um, validate their company, validate they have enough smart people able to do things. But the other thing that it really kind of validates is that you're capable of learning. 
Um, and the biggest thing that that you find in this industry is, um, you know, it's very rare that you're going to do the same thing for years on end, even if you change companies. Um, a lot of times what companies are looking for is some, some diversity of your background, um, diversity of skill sets, and they're looking for are you able to learn? Because part of what they're going to be hiring for is is somebody who can adapt to rapidly changing environments. So, you know, don't be afraid, um, you know, as you're looking at jobs or you're considering a job in the next however many months or years, you know, to look at some of the certification programs. And like I mentioned before, um, you know, they're all online now. They're much, much easier to get. There's all sorts of communities around them. There's all sorts of programs to help you be successful in taking the tests and so forth. So don't be afraid uh, to do that. I think it really... I've, I've found in my career, even though I haven't gotten any recently, you know, it really was a good exercise in validating that you're able to learn and then showcasing that, uh, you know, you were able to learn uh, certain known curriculums. Um, next thing I've got is really think about uh, the skills that you have uh, today. Um, you know, what are those skills that if you said, hey, um, you know, if somebody was was looking for the best would I be that person? You know, if somebody's looking for these types of skills, um, you know, do I have those skills? And be honest with yourself, right? In some cases, uh, you've got great technical skills. In some cases, you've got great um, people skills, personality skills, your ability to work with groups, your ability to influence people. In some cases, you've got great project management or coordination skills or planning skills, right? Like understand what your skills are. And then kind of make some determinations. You know, am I looking to get even better at those? Am I looking to become, you know, best in class, world class at those sets of skills, number one? Number two, are those skills that people value, right? Like I know plenty of people who are really good at certain things, but the market just doesn't value them anymore. And so you, you've got to take a real hard, honest look at, you know, what are your skills? Where do you want those skills to go? Are they still the skills that you want to be front and center for you in your resume? And do, you know, does the market value those skills, right? And, you know, especially if you're looking to uh, increase your salary or increase your role or whatever, uh, make sure that you're, you're pretty honest with yourself about that. And then the other thing is to look at, um, you know, if you're trying to diversify your skill set, if you're trying to move into a different role, what are the skills that you need to do that, right? Um, are you trying to balance people's skills and technical skills? Are you trying to balance you know, financial acumen with business understanding, right? Like there's a lot of different things that uh, you may either have skills or, you know, you bring experience in that, that companies value. Um, you want to be able to represent those in your resume and, and videos that you create and other things you do. And the other thing to look at is if you don't have those skills, how do you go about getting them, right? If you're trying to drive people skills, communication skills, planning type of skills, you know, what are the steps you're going to do to, to take um, to, to get to those areas? So really be thinking about that because those are things that, especially as you get older, uh, as you mature in your career, um, people are looking less and less for jack of all trades and they're looking more and more for, you know, people that are, that are really experts at that. I mean, if you're looking to command uh, a higher salary, um, especially as you get a little bit older, um, you're looking for not only maybe higher salary, a little more responsibility, a little more job title, whatever it might be. Um, you really have to be able to prove to people that you are, you know, pretty, pretty darn good at uh, at those specific skills that they're looking for and they're willing to pay for and that they value. Um, the next thing that I talk to people about all the time, and again, I feel like this is blurring more and more, is is really this trade off. What are the trade offs you're willing to make? What are the things that are the highest priority for you, 
in terms of a new job, whether it's uh, salary, location, how much you have to travel, the number of hours that you work, how much flexibility you have, all these sort of things that are important to people, what are you willing to prioritize? What are you demanding that you prioritize? And what are you willing to sort of sacrifice? Because the reality is, it's going to be really, really rare that you find a job um, that's going to let you have the best of everything, the most salary, uh, you know, the least or the most amount of travel, um, you know, flexibility of where you work, uh, you know, the best boss, always working on the coolest projects. Like, there's always going to be trade-offs, and these are the things that you know you really need to ask companies about, and most importantly you need to think about what are you willing to make trade-offs for, right? Are you looking for the biggest salary possible? Okay, well, you're probably not going to get that if you're only willing to work, you know, 40 hours, right? It probably doesn't work out that way. You're probably going to have to work extended hours, maybe sometimes in extenuating circumstances. Maybe you're going to travel quite a bit. Maybe you're going to have to live in a higher cost city. Like, you're going to have to make those sort of trade-offs. And again, like, if you're a fantastic negotiator, you might be able to work it out, but it's very rare the jobs give you the best of everything. And I find, um, you know, the most honest conversations we have with people, um, and Aaron and I have had this with lots of people is, um, you know, make sure that you have a pretty good understanding and, you know, uh, you know, work this out with, with your family as well, your spouse, your kids, um, you know, what are the most important things to you and what are you willing to make sacrifices for? What are you willing to be flexible on? Um, you know, and, and negotiate some of those things with, uh, with your future, you know, your future employer, but also be realistic about, you know, where they're not going to necessarily negotiate. Um, the next thing on the list, uh, is, you know, having, you know, I mentioned this, you know, having a broad set of skills is, is really valuable early on, right? So if you're younger in your career, if you're listening to this, you're in your twenties or even early thirties, it's fine to bounce around because, you know, you, you say, well, you know, I, I started off as an infrastructure and I wanted to get more into DevOps or SRE, or, you know, I started off being, you know, kind of a low level uh, developer. I was doing a lot of menial tasks or, you know, things that weren't visible. I want to be more visible. Um, you want to, you want to sort of showcase that you can do a lot of things, but you're probably doing that more likely early in your career. Um, that does two things. Number one, it exposes you to a lot of you know, what's out there in the marketplace showcasing what you can do. But also, uh, you know, it shows employers, like I mentioned, that you're able to learn. But as you get older, you're probably going to need to narrow that down a little bit. And then the last thing I'll say um, is, you know, as you're looking at jobs, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with um, chasing titles. Um, there is, you know, there there's a there's a set of people who will say, no, never chase titles, never just chase salary. You got to chase things that you're really passionate about. Eh, you know, I think you got to take those on a case by case basis. There are times when, you know, you are capable of being at a better title. Maybe you are capable of being a director. You've seen what that entails. Maybe you're capable of being a vice president or you're incapable of being a principal of, of whatever it is or a senior principal. Um, there's nothing wrong with chasing titles. Um, not only do they force you to, to step up your responsibility, but they also move you into a new tier of sort of respectability when other jobs and, and recruiters are looking and so forth. So don't be afraid to, to chase titles when that's the thing you're looking for, right? Um, don't be afraid to chase salary. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that make a reasonably good amount of money in this industry. If you're good at what you do, don't be afraid to ask for it. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, uh, take a job. I, I 
typically don't recommend people change jobs for less than 20% of a bump. Um, you know, oftentimes you have to leave the company you're in to get um, significant bumps. You know, you, you get single digit bumps within companies, but if you're looking for, you know, something significantly more, uh, you know, and typically 20% or more is, is not unreasonable when you leave a job and go somewhere else, especially if you're in high demand. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Don't be afraid to ask for equity in the company. Don't be afraid to ask for signing bonus, right? The worst thing they can do is say no to you. Um, I mean, there's maybe situations where you you come across as really greedy, um, but, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Um, you know, find out, ask as many questions as you can. And then as much as possible, you really want to be evaluating the people you're going to work with in your individual teams as much as you're evaluating the company. Because there are plenty of great companies out there that, um, you know, are awesome from the outside. And you may unfortunately end up with, you know, a bad team, a bad manager, right? And and that sounds terrible, but it happens, right? I mean, there are great companies that have, you know, bad apples or, you know, just bad situations. And so as you're evaluating it, right, there's oftentimes people will say, People never quit companies, they quit managers. And so as you're evaluating things, it's cool to go after your dream job, it's cool to go after your dream company, but also be very cognizant of the people that you may immediately work for because maybe you're going to take that awesome job at Google or Amazon or Red Hat or you know whatever company, startup that you're going to go to and so forth. And But if you get a bad manager or you get a team that just has different values and things that are important to you... Um, that may sour you on on that what potentially could be a great experience. So evaluate the team, the individuals you're going to work with as much as you're looking at the company itself. Um, and then obviously look at, you know, how much flexibility do they have once you're at a job? You know, can you move around within a year, two years, three years, whatever that might be. So anyways, long list of stuff there. Um, a lot of things that we, we share with people um, in terms of as they look at their career growth, as they look at new jobs. And obviously, I know there's a lot of people that are you know bouncing around looking for jobs. It's a highly competitive market. It's a great time to be in tech. Um, so hopefully some of that was helpful to you. Hopefully, uh, you know, if you're looking for your job, um, you know, you find the, the one um, We're you know, our DMs, if you will, are always open. Uh, you can always send us emails at show at the cloudcast.net. We're happy to, you know, to dole out some advice or, you know, kind of be a, a listening ear, if you will, if you, you know, kind of want to bounce some, some things off us, we can obviously, we can obviously keep things anonymous. We're never going to, you know, talk about anybody's jobs. It's everything's a personal thing. So anyways, hopefully that was helpful to you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for telling a friend and helping us grow the show and helping us, uh, you know, spread the community around the world. Uh, we're really enjoying uh, both the Wednesday shows and Sunday shows. Hope you are too. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.